And welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode 203. It is Brando. Thank you for hanging out again on this Guns and Roses themed uh, bar mitzvah party of a broadcast where you look at life through Guns and Rose colored glasses, and uh, you're keeping me sane. You really are during this this quarantine. The feel feel my quarantine as I'm still broadcasting out of my apartment in Queens, usually at the iHeart Radio studios, but making do. Thankfully, I have some equipment at home to kind of make it feel uh, a little bit more professional. But regardless, this um, the time I, I take to record these shows and the time I get to spend on social media with all of you respond to the episodes or just the conversations we have in between episodes really keep me going. And there's one thing I really not just recently noticed about the Guns N' Roses fan, but it's something that I, the more I meet, uh, the more people I meet, it, it's something that's more apparent, more and more apparent. There are so many more gun, uh, more talented Guns N' Roses fans out there than I am. <laughs> I appreciate all the compliments about people loving this podcast and the hard work I put into it, blah, blah, blah. There are people, I mean, some of the paintings out there, the drawings uh, out there, um, videos that people put together. um, It's just, I'm in awe of the talent of the Guns N' Roses fan. And there is uh, one that I've come across that I guess I'm in, it's, I have more anticipate, I'm anticipating of the talent because I don't know, what it looks like yet, because it was a teaser of a teaser of a teaser trailer we got to watch. But I know you all are excited about it. So today, we're going to be talking to G from Scotland. And we're going to be talking, he's making a, uh, or has made, I don't know, it's not finished yet. You know what, we'll explain all of that, what it means. So it's called Dust and Bones, the story so far, right? Yes, Indeed. So the story so far, uh, G from the UK, who I'm connected with right now, and I came across, I forget how, it, it might have been on, on Twitter, on your Twitter handle, and I'm only sure I, I, I pronounced this properly because I'm just a uh, an uneducated American who apparently didn't know what Juneteenth was. What kind of school system did I go to? Uh, AWIS, right? I was. I was, damn it. We were practicing, we were practicing off the air. Uh, I was. <laughs> So his YouTube channel and Twitter are both Iowa's Life, A-W-E. Uh, you probably know how, how it's spelt if you're not uh, a dumb American like me. So A-Y-E-W-I-S, Life. And I noticed that he's making an, an Izzy Stradlin documentary. And that just struck me for a variety of reasons. Of course, I'm always looking for people to interview, not just you know ex-members and members and things like that, but I'm looking for the... Because you don't have to be famous to have a, a great story and have a great project. So this is just something I'm, I'm excited to talk to you about. And when I put it out there that I'm going to learn more about this Izzy documentary, we're going to learn all more about it before it does premiere. Um, as this is recording, uh, it's going to premiere the 27th of June. And I can't wait to, to see it because 
again, we didn't see much from the trailer, but people are, are really supporting this and flipping their shit. So uh, first and foremost, G from the UK, thank you for, for joining me today. It's a privilege and a pleasure, Brandon. Thanks for having me. Um, no problem. We're going to have to be honest. I'm back again because <laughs> I, was, I was just such a good guest. <laughs> I was teaching you uh, Scottish slang earlier on. <laughs> I know. So I a little bit because I always break the fourth wall, as they say. I'm so I'm like depressed, and I'm I'm glad that you're able to make my day better because it really, honestly, uh, G it was bad. We we just recorded an hour between you and I, and as I mentioned, I'm at home, not in a studio, so I don't have my typical setup, and like my mic cut out half the time, even though I can hear myself, it just wasn't recording. And it's like, yeah, I can't, I can't even edit this to save it. It's, it's, it, it just would have been like listening to a McDonald's drive-through for an hour. So it was just very depressing. And so while I that was, while I did learn, while I did learn, I guess for the first time, I'm going to relearn everything that you you told me, and because I want everyone to hear it. I mean, it's great that I heard it, that I I'm excited about, and I know what's going on with this Izzy documentary. But not everyone else does, so I gotta fucking make sure this is recorded this time. <laughs> the world hears it because we gotta create the hype because it's coming out uh, again uh, June twenty seventh on the Iowa's Life uh, YouTube channel. And I just appreciate you. You know, I'm glad we recorded this early enough in the afternoon here in New York, and it's not late that late in Scotland. But yeah, uh, so I've learned a lot about you, I guess, in the last few hours. You know, that mm-hmm. the interview itself was great. But the fact that you're willing to come back on again and you don't think <laughs> you're like, yeah, hey. amateur bullshit. It's- no, no, no. As, as I'm saying, shit happens and we all have to roll with it. We get over it quickly and go. I know. Just like I'm trying to deal with one of my three hungry cats right here. <laughs> I have uh, um, some matzah and turkey and he's eyeing it. <laughs> oh, Nice. So I would die it as well. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I'm such a stereotype sometimes. Um, so we've obviously uh, talked about on the podcast when we've had other fans on. Let's just use that for a broad term. Mm-hmm. Instead of an author or a musician or whatever, the how did you get into Guns N' Roses? And I've given my story and how I got into doing this podcast and tied it into my radio career. So yeah. before we get into the documentary itself, I really would like to know a little bit more about G and kind of how you got tied into Guns N' Roses. And we found something out that there's a uh, another musical connection that we both have that yeah. kind of they kind of was the catalyst. So if you could start, I guess that's where your story started. Sure. Yeah. So um, as I alluded to earlier, it was a young age um, where I came across GNR. And uh, it was more six or seven was when I started getting really turned on to music. And um, a Christmas had just passed and my brother, great guy, and, you know, his musical taste, because he's eight years older than than I am, and still is to this day, (laughs) (laughs) Um, he so you're about the same age as me, right? You're you're 37. I'm gonna be 37. 37. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be 37 in September, so I'm catching up. Yeah, well, you'll still be behind. So but the thing, 
the thing is, <laughs> this is what I, as I love about your perspective is I'm the oldest. So I, you know, while I, all my brothers are four years apart. So I all, I too have a, a brother that's eight years younger than me. Yeah. And I mean, he doesn't, he likes GNR, but he's more into like Blink-182. He goes into yeah. fish shows. He'll go into some of the hip hop shows, but I never had that influence on me. I had it from my dad, maybe my older cousin. But yeah. from you, you got uh, a very special connection from your older brother, which is awesome. Yeah, um, and it, it came so innocently as well. It wasn't like he was he was saying, "Here, listen to this." Um, we were playing this football game uh, that we had gotten for Christmas uh, called Subutio, and uh, we had just listened to Status Quo, and he changed the CD, and on came Appetite for Destruction. And uh, he must have hit random, random play or shuffle play because the first song that came on was Mr. Brownstone. Hmm. And this really made me want to move around. It made me want to dance. You know, I'd never heard this type of music before. It was dirty sounding. You know, it was, there was complete angst in it. And, you know, even at a young age, I could relate to that in some way because beforehand, uh, my mother would would buy, like, pop CDs for me to listen to and everything like that. Uh, And I'd been into the Beatles, still am. So that came one whole year before listening to uh, Guns N' Roses. And my mother and I had watched The Hard Day's Night. It had been on the TV and she taped it. And I became fascinated with uh, John Lennon. Uh, It was his wit, you know, his quick wit, how funny he was and how cool he looked as well. And he had uh, a poor boy hat on, you know, like a baker's boy uh, hat. And he wore this looking rather suave, you know, in in the suits that Epstein had kitted them out with. And then uh, after being turned on to Guns N' Roses, I kind of noticed the same thing about Izzy, but he was the polar opposite (laughs) of uh, John Lennon's look. But it was this Baker Boys cap. And uh, I remember the next day after hearing that song, I was walking around the house singing the chorus to Mr. Brownstone. (laughs) And my brother was like, no, 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 you you can't sing that in front of mum and dad uh, because it's about drugs. And I was like, oh, you're at a young age, you're taught drugs are super bad. And uh, I was like, oh, this band must be really dangerous. You know, they're not singing all lovey-dovey things. So... Yeah, I thought that was really cool. And I remember bragging to friends about, I've heard a, a song about drugs, have you? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, when we were young, it's the little things like, I heard a bad word. I knew a bad word. <laughs> yeah. Life's got so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I remember sneaking into my brother's room when he was out, and I'd look through the pamphlet at the pictures and uh, Izzy just stood out to me and I had no idea who each of the band members were at that point 
even though it was written in the credits. But there was no, like, here's a picture and this is who it is. There was none of that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, uh, yeah, so as I say, here's a guy with a poor boy's hat on, and he had this teddy boy sweet jacket on, but looking really greasy. And he had this really cool guitar. And, uh, you know, it's, it's led from there. I've got this obsession, a healthy one, may I add, sure. <laughs> with uh, John Lennon and Izzy Stradlin. I know you've noticed uh, I, above my, my left shoulder, and if anyone watches any of the Zoom interviews on my wall, I have a, <laughs> um, a portrait of John Lennon. And above that is, um, is, is George Harrison. And those are my girlfriends, uh, actually her mom's. And she gave uh, her sister, her sister took the uh, Ringo and Paul. So there's the, the Beatles. And that's kind of how her and I connected. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have Jane Harsh. She is DMB, Dave Matthews. So we kind of, <laughs> um, and I know we talked, we joked about it a little bit off, off the air, but I just want to say it because I, we, I was talking about it on, on social media. Uh, Cause it's like, and, and thank you. Cause I, I appreciate people enjoying my tweets because this yep. Wednesday I had to sit through another <laughs> Dave Matthews free uh, stream concert. And yeah, I can go in the other room and watch TV or whatever, but I shouldn't have to want to sit in my couch in my living room. And plus I like still being in the room with my girlfriend. It's, it's yeah. not like I, I don't hate Dave Matthews. It's just not, I don't want to sit through a concert. Yeah. So they keep putting on live stuff. So, I mean, I usually just put on like, um, on my headphones and watch like the most depraved horror movie I could find. I <laughs> think I'm kidding. Uh, so I actually just rewatched American Mary. If anyone's seen that, that's such a good movie. Uh, so I, we finally, I think it, I think it was Thursday or something. Guns N' Roses uh, finally announced another uh, series of not in this lifetime selects that we can, we can watch. And I got excited, you know, yeah. um, I, my expectations were lower from last time because the, the first one was three songs, 13 minutes. I mean, it's not complaining that you're giving us free stuff. It's like in the age where everyone is streaming everything and giving us free shows. And I got to sit through a free Dave Matthews show every Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> like give us more than 13 minutes, please. So this time around, it was a half an hour and it's not complaining about, you know, that they're giving us free stuff to watch. I mean, it could, they can just give us a free song, uh, not even like a new, we're not going to go down that road and uh, route, road road. <laughs> not going to go that route. That's what I was trying to get out uh, of giving us new music. But if they, you know, anything free is free. It's great. But again, it's the days when we are watching all this stuff for like occupy our time. That's the point. Cause we're all stuck at home. Yeah. It's half an hour is nice. I guess that's the same as a sitcom, you know? Yeah. Uh, I've also been uh, occupying my time. I don't know if this, was big uh, in the UK, but I'm currently rewatching Perfect Strangers. No, the uh, and, uh, it was, a, <laughs> it was a, a sitcom in the '90s. Uh, right. You ever hear of Family Matters? Yeah, Family Matters. Okay, yeah. so Perfect Strangers actually uh, was the sitcom before Family Matters, and Family Matters was a spinoff. Uh, right. I see. The, uh, the, uh, this is, I know this is, uh, I'm going to do a, uh, a little <laughs> podcast now. So the mom in Family Matters was on Perfect Strangers. So that's whatever. <laughs> that's, that's how I'm occupying my time. See, obviously, a lot of us are desperate. So when I came across 
somehow, because I do seek, seek out Guns N' Roses pages and fan pages and stuff like that, not just news. Uh, it came across your page that you are doing an, an Izzy Stradlin documentary. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I mean, not only is this a great to keep our our keep ourselves occupied during a time of uh, like this, but there isn't anything like that at all. I know how yeah. hard my journey has been doing a Guns N' Roses podcast with the lack of information, the lack of interviews, but I can only imagine the, the, the challenge being even greater for you. So I would love to know how this project started for you. Sure. Um, it was born out of frustration. Hmm. It's just the best way I can put it. Um, like you, we have all this free time uh, on our hands and we are seeking things to <clears throat> take our mind off what is actually going on, you know, because uh, we can't be berated with horror all the time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was, we, we were, my, my wife and I were just searching YouTube looking for Izzy Stradlin documentaries because, you know, it, there's hardly anything. It's so scant. And even uh, the audio interviews that are out there, I mean, you're lucky if they're 20 to 25 minutes. And, um, yeah, so I, I remember saying to my wife, I could just sit down and watch a really good hour-long Izzy Stradlin documentary. And I said, but there isn't one. And that's when she says, well, why don't you do one? <laughs> And I was like, okay, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it started out as something really fun. And it still is. Um, but the, the more and more that I became involved in it, there was a realization that uh, I needed help from elsewhere. And so I'd, I'd had this lingering thought in my head about the type of documentaries that I enjoy watching. I don't like to narrate uh, or anything like that. I, I, I would just want the people that were involved to speak mm -hmm. and have it for, you know, speak for themselves, basically. So the influences behind it, if anyone has seen the Beatles anthology, documentaries that's the route that I'm aiming to go down um, something a bit deeper I, I didn't want it to be face you know surface level or anything like that I really actually wanted to get to know Izzy Stradlin as best as I could for this because you know the realisation hits you as well that, that this is one of my heroes you know like this is the guy that made me want to pick up guitar and play it. Before I had a guitar, I was just dancing around my bedroom with a tennis racket, pretending to be Izzy Stradlin. And uh, so I thought, you know, he doesn't know me. He doesn't know any of this. But what I'd like to put out there is something that's enjoyable for the fan base, something that I would enjoy as well. And it's also to prove to myself that, you know what, I can actually do this. There's a self-satisfaction in there. 
But I do want Izzy to see it as well, because if there is any, in fact, there was a comment on the, uh, one of the, the trailers and um, it was a great comment. It was just, if, if anyone deserved one, it's Izzy. Mm. And that feedback from the fan base, the excitement that the, the little teaser trailers uh, generated, I was like, right, you know what? Let's do this. Uh, let's try and make it an interesting piece of art. And he's a storyteller, you know. <clears throat> he, he will tell his stories through his songs as well. Even going back to Appetite for Destruction, all of them were, were talking about real, uh, singing about real things, you know. It completely took you on a journey. That's why so, they resonated with so many people. They were talking about absolutely. real things. And, like, again, what we alluded to in, in the, the first try was there's passion there. And with Izzy, I don't want to say it's a controlled passion. It's a low-key passion. And there's something really, uh, you, you can attach yourself to that. You, you gravitate to these people that are humble with what it is they're actually trying to achieve. It's very fascinating with the, the other, other Izzy Stradlin fans that I've encountered along this podcast journey. Uh, some who, who've been on this podcast uh, themselves. Um, one of the fast, uh, the first, if not uh, the first fan interviews that I, I did was somebody actually in your area um, who was uh, Sir Kev. He, from Ireland, he, I mean, it's not a great area. That's my uneducated uh, American way of saying, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but, <laughs> I guess. Uh, <laughs> but he's, you know, he has the same feelings about Izzy. And I forget her name. Forgive me. I want to say Caroline or Carolyn. She has put together this online petition to try to get Izzy to do it like one show you know, either way it's streaming and, and there's an, a fan is a um, Izzy fan in appreciation group. That's all the members. It's, it's the same. I get the same sense of the personality of the Izzy fan. Somebody who yeah. just, someone who's grounded, who's down to earth. And what's fascinating. It's like, okay, if you want to, you're an axe, you're a diehard Axel fan. He's your favorite slash. He's your favorite duff, whatever. They've all been in the limelight, mm-hmm. but Izzy has really, gone away i mean yeah he had the juju hounds and solo stuff but i i his short time in the limelight has just had this everlasting impact on the fan base and there's something to be said about somebody it's not like he just quit guns and roses and he really you know went to do his own thing uh like really like started like his own band that became famous i'm trying to think of a like a good example I mean, even if you, I don't say you want to say fired. I mean, it's not like uh, David Lee Roth, let's just say he quit Van Halen and then he tried to like have like a, a competing uh, career with Van Halen, yeah. something like that. It's not like he had to try to have a competing career with Guns N' Roses. He just, just didn't want to be famous anymore. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, especially those who have struggled with addiction or anxiety, just they admire that. It's like, even when you think you have everything, you think you're going to achieve happiness, you, you really got to focus on yourself and yeah. some things are not worth it. And I think a lot of that Izzy personality has resonated uh, in addition to, because obviously his music playing. 
Yeah. I mean, um, so then what, what did you, what did you find as far as like, what kind of uh, footage you, you use interviews? Like how did you put this together? What kind of things did you? Um, sure. Well, it's, it's a combination of things. It's um, so what I'm trying to achieve here is I'm trying to take people through this story as best as I can. So um, with, I've always wanted it to certain parts of the documentary to be kicked off by Izzy explaining this moment in time throughout his life. And then it's been backed up uh, by by visuals and, and through his music as well. Because as I say, he's, he's like a storyteller, you know. And it's, it's kind of like a, a sequence of memories. Okay. And uh, it's it, it has been tough. <laughs> it has been tough to put this together because there's so much editing uh, to try and put it put it as best as possible in a chronological order. And the the main thing is to try and take you there to try and get to know him, and just to have a fun hour and a bit of watching your favourite artists. And even people coming across Izzy for the first time, there's enough information there to get the gist of who this person actually is as well. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's an incredible story, you know. Like, leaving Lafayette, leaving your hometown to go to this crazy place and then being able, able to navigate your way through this crazy place and then at the end of it to say, I've had enough. <laughs> Right, that's that's it. And he goes back home. And there's something really humbling about him going back home. Because he needs to get himself back together again. And he starts to appreciate what he had left behind. Like, he had all the Guns N' Roses stuff going on. And then when he's going back to Lafayette, he's talking about meeting up with old school friends again. Bikes is his big passion. The guy built a dirt track. <laughs> you know what I mean? When he got back uh, to Lafayette. And it's just, I, I find him so fascinating. And the lack of information out there makes him incredibly intriguing. Absolutely. I mean, and, that's, that's, that's the, the big thing. It's, um, where's Izzy has taken on such a, a meaning. <laughs> Yeah, it, it really has, and again, it's the, the the impact that he still has, and the desire for people to hear from him. I think it's just unlike any other musician, you know. Because if you go away in this culture, you're gone. Yeah, he's he's not g- gone, you know. And, and it's no slight. And I also want to, you know, it, it does bother me when people say that now because I feel like that's an insult to. I mean, Richard Fortas has been in the band for a, a long time. It, it's mm-hmm. just, but it, so I, I just want that to be, because you know, I don't like when people say like, oh, where's Izzy? And, and sometimes <laughs> on Richard's comments and sorry, that, that thought popped in my head and, and that's messed up. But we still want to know about this guy. Yeah, and of yeah, course. As somebody, you know, I've never got to see him live. Uh, I, yeah. I thought 
you know, for the longest time, I thought seeing Velvet Revolver and uh, Axel with Buckethead, I can only see Axel and Slash in my head to do a concert, and that eventually happened. Yeah. And it's nice that Adler came out. So it's, it's. I think it that knowing that GNR is still a living, breathing thing, I think yeah. even adds more to it. You know, maybe we'll see him again in some capacity, even if it's not with Guns N' Roses. Does he want to come out like Gilby Clark still still making music? Does he want? So there's a lot of intrigue there. So yes. what um what are some of your favorite uh, pieces of footage that you you came across that you you can't wait to share with us? Um, well, there's there's a great piece of footage, and it's 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 short, um, but it's Izzy playing with uh, Faster Pussycat. And just the way he's jiving about the the stage, just noodling away on, on his guitar, his small moment just captures everything that I wanted when I, I was playing guitar, or still do when I play guitar, you know? And passion cannot be taught. And when you see someone so into what they're doing, it just, something happens to you. You cannot help but be fixated by it. And then... He's just so laid back when he's not on stage. It's just like, yeah, <laughs> this is what I do. And, you know, la da I miss that about the the rock star today. And that's something I know Alex Axel can be extravagant, but I even, I prefer the, just the nonchalant, like, yeah, I'm a rock star, but you just exude it. You don't need to tell everyone that you are. You just... You are. It's just that, like, again, you can't replicate that. You can't re- replicate the passion. And uh, so what music did you use throughout? Because, again, it's – I understand the challenge. You know, the challenge – obviously, I'm not playing music on, on this podcast. I mean, I will if it's, a, you know, a, a band that has given me permission. But, you know, with big bands, big artists, that's a, that's a challenge today. So – um, yeah, what did you use throughout to help uh, tell the story? So um, I'm very aware of trigger-happy uh, knee-jerk reactions to taking things down uh, using music, uh, but I've always had faith in fair use. And this is where it might be a little bit contentious, but you know, I'm, I'm trying my very best to not skirt around the issue but make sure that I'm not using anything wholesale, you know, because I'm turning this into another piece of art. And I'm trying to use live footage as much as possible, like, well, live recordings. Uh, so there is GNR music in there. <laughs> All right. Good luck. <laughs> uh, but you, you know something, it's, it's, um, I'm committed to this, so I'm willing to take any repercussions, uh, repercussions over it because, like, as I say, this is, it's like stepping out and if, you, if you're constantly worrying about whatever it is you're going to do, then you're going to get nowhere. And, like, the, the way I actually want this documentary to go I need to have Izzy involved. All right. Good luck. <laughs> sure. That would be that would that would be wonderful. So I mean obviously I'm I'm assuming you've tried reaching out to him. That's 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 difficult, I know. So that's no fault of your own. So how did you try getting in touch with uh with Izzy Stradlin? So um I made a number of interesting phone calls 
Um, I've been in touch with Lafayette Council and uh, it's just all automated over there. Now, it might be because it is a pandemic happening. I completely understand that. I've, I've left a few voicemails there. Uh, nobody's got back, gotten back in touch. You know, born in LA, speaking to these people who have no idea who I am. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, any chance that there's a management company, blah, blah, blah. Now, I did obtain an address but I became quickly aware that it wasn't a working address. And, you know, you know, deductive reasoning would suggest it's a home address. Uh, so I quickly binned it. I, I respect Izzy that much that I'm not going to hound him at what is potentially his personal abode. Yeah, no, I, I understand that, and I respect that you respect that, because uh, there certainly is a line, and uh, I, I never, I don't believe I ever crossed that. As far as me try, trying to reach out to people, the furthest I've gone is Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, you know, a, a DM, and that's usually if they just, I can't find uh, artist uh, representation or management or whatever, and I'm like, I really want to interview this person, or if they're not famous enough, that's usually what it is. Like If they're just somebody that used to play with GNR back in the day, they're not famous enough, have a wiki or a website, you know, go to Facebook, whatever. But I wouldn't go to their house, you know, so uh, I completely under or understand that. Um, and it sounds like you kind of want this to be a passion project for him, especially since it says part of the title is the story so far. Like the hope would be that he would see this and then it would just add to it and, and, and just this is just the beginning of even though we're getting a, a nice full product – it can get fuller, so I think that's uh, that's something to look forward to, and something to be excited, something else to be excited about. Yeah, of course. Uh, so the, like, the, there is the hope that he will get wind of this and see how much thought has been put into it. You know, like I'm, I'm not just slapping this together and then just pushing it out there. You know, I'm intertwining musical events his songwriting to complement whatever he's saying. And, I mean, I'm, I'm going, of course I'm going to say this, I'm thinking it's it's flowing rather nicely the way it is. I've, I've not done final edits or anything like that on it. I've been working on this for two months straight. I've put other projects on hold. And I'm not putting this out here for money. It's It's a, it's a passion, you know. It's it's trying to give back or at least let them see that there's people out there that hold them in such high esteem, you know. And if there's a way that I can reach out to them through an, artist, an artistic manner, then, you know, maybe something could happen in the future where he does get involved and we can make it even better. You never know, and that's why I'm excited for you, and 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 excited to see what may happen. Not just again, to see the documentary because it's 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 great the amount of buzz you've created from. Again, it's like a teaser of all teaser trailers. It's not much of anything, but it's like oh, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> just excited for it. <laughs> the trouble I bring. <laughs> I know it's great, but. uh 
because it's something that I, I experienced just coming across. It's yeah, I got into radio. I never really, I never when I was younger, I never said to myself, "Oh, I want to be Howard Stern." I thought maybe, "Oh, I'll be on a radio station, whatever." But to come across this and seeing what happens, and for me to be connected, you know, where Doug Goldstein calls me randomly. He call, it was a couple of weeks ago. Former manager Doug Goldstein calls me at nine in the morning when I'm sleeping to ask me. He's like, "So why does everyone hate Limp Biscuit?" <laughs> <laughs> like what <laughs> I don't know if, if anyone's uh, I mean he temporarily uh, deleted his Facebook some people have asked me about that but he went on this whole rant about like I like Limp Bizkit and like they, they changed that genre but he, he called me to wake me up about Limp Bizkit so who I never would have thought I would have any sort of you know involvement in the guns and roll I don't want to say world because I don't want to oversell it i don't i don't not involve management i i'm not i don't make any money i'm just a fan also but for me to get kind of friendly with doug goldstein or roberta freeman and interview some of these people and i know for a fact guns and roses management i don't know whether it's good or not they know about this podcast i i some people tell me that's good i'm afraid because <laughs> i don't know but people don't they don't do a lot of interviews i i want to grease that wheel to oh, fuck it i'll interview slash about horror movies i don't care so anyway, so it can happen. It can happen. So it's not out of the realm of possibility for Izzy to see this. So that's why I, I in addition to just wanting to talk to you for my own selfish Guns N' Roses reasons, for the own reasons, because there are, are Izzy fans out there just like you who don't have the means to make a documentary but have the same passion as you, uh, that people want to watch it. But I don't know, word of mouth. I mean, this is crazy times. You never know. In the days of social media, celebrities see shit all the time. That so I, I'm 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 really excited. So it's coming out uh, June 27th. It'll be available on the. Oh, I'm gonna fuck it up again. Awis. I was fucking hell, man. I <laughs> I need to write stuff down. Iwis life. I oh, because it. I gotta look at it like this. It's like how they spell I I like a pirate. I I I. So uh, Iwis, so Iwis Life YouTube channel, A-Y-E-W-I-S Life, and that's the same uh, handle on, on Twitter because that's how we got in, in first contact. And it's just you? This is just a strictly uh, G from Scotland production? It's just you? Yep. Wow, man. That's it. I mean, we, as, as I said, um, there's more to T&K Studio. There's there's multiple projects on the go and it's a TNK studio. I want to make sure I give your studio a shout out too. That's right, yeah. Um, so it's it's Iwis comes under the banner of TNK Studio, and th there's other projects on the go as well. But just seeing how excited the the fan base is, and by the way, they've been absolutely brilliant towards me. Uh, full of support and I want to thank all of them especially the ones that do get in touch and uh, you know they, they keep the encouragement going and it keeps me going too it makes me want to do it even better and uh, you know you, your uh, anecdote about Doug Goldstein call, contacting you I felt the same when you contacted me I was like oh wow <laughs> you know I'm pretty privileged because you know you've had Matt Sorum on just a matter of weeks ago, and if you've still got his number, I could use a drummer. Uh, 
I am making a an album as well. So if if he's not up to anything, you know, I'll put that out there. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, A, I don't have his number. Uh, this was through um, Sherry Curry's manager. I was able to get Matt Sorum, so it was through email. I do have Dave Kushner's uh, uh, phone number. I will say that. Uh, and then Keith Sweat. That's a whole other story. I don't yeah, I'll, but uh, sure, if I speak to Matt Sorum, I'll, I'll, I'll keep you uh, uh, abreast of that. You're a good man, Brando. Oh, thank you. Are you in a band also, or you just play for fun? I, I just play for fun. Um, we, we're actually doing a cover of Dust and Bones as well for the documentary. So, And we've, we've done it rather interestingly, because I, I, I do seem to remember Izzy having a slight gripe with how his songs kind of turned out. Like, he, he was thinking of something else, and then when the band all got together, it turned into something completely different. What, for the Illusion albums? Yeah. So we're going to... I've, I've got a, a friend, a lifelong friend, who also plays guitar, and he actually recorded his part on a phone. <laughs> I sent it over, and I've got another good friend, uh, Oliver Pudlian, and he's a demon on keys. So uh, he's put some organ in there, so... I've got that on the go as well. I can't believe you've done this in two months. <laughs> Neither can I. How long are your like were your work days? Um, about twelve hours, and the, there has been a, a few days where my wife's like, "Right, you need to do something else today." And uh, we, at the start of the week, we actually rescued an, an injured magpie and nursed it back to health. So that was rather pleasing. I, I built this little pen, this habitat at the bottom of the garden, and I built it a little house. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was... as There will be more documentaries. We do have interviews in the pipeline and from some really interesting people, but I, I love birds. They calm me down. They take my mind off things. And there's something really nice watching them. It's straight to the point with them. There's no messing about it. And it's something that I can get behind and I can respect. So we we called this little bird Tommy. And to gain its trust, we were actually singing an easy tune to it. Take it easy. We were singing that tune to it. And you'll see in the videos, they will go up eventually uh, after this documentary is done we're so close to this bird it's incredible and it's oh such a lovely bird that's awesome that's sweet i like that it's a story within the story absolutely <laughs> <laughs> oh man beautiful i'm really excited to see this and i'm really i'm just as excited to see the uh the reception that it gets the conversation that's to come afterwards so uh iwis life <laughs> on youtube as soon as I did the um, the pirate memory, I was like, aye, that's what I got to do in my head first, just to break it down, how my brain kind of functions. Uh, so Iowa's Life on, on YouTube, on, on Twitter, and it's coming out June, 20, uh, June 27th. So as we're recording this, it's coming out at the end of the week. I mean, it's going to be just a, a great weekend uh, for people to enjoy this and I wish you nothing but the best of luck. I know we're going to keep in contact because I, I know this is not going to be the uh, – it's not going to be released, and that's it. I feel like it's going to have, it's going to gain legs. It's going to gain a new life, and 
so and as you said, it's the story so far. So until next one, man, I, I'm, I'm just congrats and I, I can't wait and to enjoy it with the rest of the, the GNR world. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. As, as I say, you know, there's a Mike Clink quote that we do need other people in our lives to progress. And, you know, like, I'm just so grateful, really grateful for the support. Uh, just thank you again. And it's been a blast. It has been great. It's been great getting to know you, G, and uh, we'll be talking again soon. So that does it. You know, uh, please let me know what you think of the documentary after it comes out. So facebook.com slash the AFD show at Twitter on Twitter at the AFD show, Instagram appetite for distortion. You can also uh, email me at uh, the AFD show at gmail.com. And again, leave a comment. However you listen, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, there's always room for comments, reviews. There are no excuses not to get in touch. So uh, let's enjoy this film together, shall we? So until next time. When is the next episode of Appetite for Distortion? Well, in the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy, I don't know if soon is the word, but you'll see it. Thanks to the lame-ass security, I'm going home.